The following is a CA original. The mighty sound of the South, tailgating on Tiger Lane. Tom three at the Liberty Bowl. Each one a Memphis football tradition. This is the Tiger Football Podcast. What's happening, Tiger football fans? We are back for another undefeated edition of the Tiger Football Podcast. I'm Mark Giannato, the CA's sports columnist. I'm joined by Evan Barnes, our Tiger Football beat writer. Jason Munns, Tiger Basketball beat writer, is uh, producing this week's episode, as always. Trying uh, my best. Memphis is coming off uh, a 52-33 win over... Uh, Louisiana Monroe, that was closer than the final score may suggest. Uh, It wasn't wasn't the prettiest performance by Memphis this year, but they got the job done. They came out with the win. They improved to 5-0, and now they head into what appears to be, I mean, the rest of the way, it's just AAC games, and what appears to be Maybe before the season, we didn't view it as the toughest stretch of the year, but it appears now that we've gone through the first uh, five, six weeks of the season, college football season, these next three, four weeks uh, are going to define a lot of how we remember this Memphis football team. Evan, um, you were there in Monroe uh, looked like you were one of a dozen people there. Uh, <laughs> I should take that back. It seemed like there was a decent contingent of Memphis fans. Uh, it looked like there were dozens of Monroe fans. There. The attendance, they said, was 17,143. I can tell you it was nowhere near that. Gotcha. Um, but your general impressions from that game, are you worried coming out of that game because you know the defense seemed to take a step back, didn't tackle well, the offense... Um, you know, Brady White, the offense had, you know, was kind of up and down, it felt like. Uh, it just wasn't their best performance of the year. Or do you just kind of shake it off as, you know what, it, it's the last non-conference game. It's a team that, you know, maybe they weren't totally up for. Like, do you just brush it off or are you concerned? So... I got the feeling watching that game, I was watching a team from last year or 2017 because the defense couldn't tackle. They were letting guys get open down the field. Um, the offense looked great but stalled at points. So it felt like I was watching the Memphis teams of old where we would worry about, hey, can they get stops in the fourth quarter? Um, I think you give ULM a lot of credit because they were an experienced team. That quarterback, Caleb Evans, is a, I think he started 27 straight games, so he's – experienced the running back was a big boy josh johnson so i think you can look at this team and say all right that was a tough opponent but there are some concerns because memphis will be facing mobile quarterbacks going forward they will be facing a tough defense this week in temple so i think the concerns that i had as far as just you know can the defense work improve their tackling against a mobile quarterback temple's apparently doing like a platoon where they have their regular quarterback, but they bring in this guy for a couple series to get some mobility out there. So that concerns me. Um, but overall, I think it was a C game for them, like a game for them to kind of remember that, hey, you need to be 100% on your best. Otherwise, you will be losing a couple games the next couple weeks. Well, two things I, I think should be pointed out. Like, for instance, that ULM quarterback is better than a majority of the AAC's quarterbacks. I, I'll, I'll say that definitively. He was pretty good. And two, I thought the defense, while it played poorly for three quarters, played pretty well in the fourth quarter. They they, they came up they big when they needed to in that game. And so that was uh, encouraging, if you will. Um, 
Brady White played what two and a half, three quarters of good football. Two and a half quarters, and I thought for again for him being on the road, that was as good a first half as he's played, where he just looked very confident, stepped up in the pocket, took some good hits, and delivered the ball where it needed to be for the most part. And then that third, fourth quarter stretch. Well, that interception was just really bad. It, that was a really bad pick in a in a bad moment. It kind of opened opened the door wide open for Monroe to try and go and win this, and luckily the defense came through. Just um, further, I mean, it just further proves my point. He's gonna have, there's, there. I mean, he's not perfect, and nobody is, nobody is. But there's going to be some glaring mistakes, a couple at least of glaring mistakes, you know, per game from Brady White. But I mean, you can't knock him. I mean, he's he's we we know what he did against Navy, and we you know he he made some some good plays. Although I would say Ken- Kenneth Gainwell was uh, the big, probably the biggest reason why Memphis won. Well, and and I mean that performance was. I mean he's he's now what is it three straight over a hundred yards. This one was over two hundred yards, most by a freshman running back at Memphis. Um, and he did so with I think the ESPN announcers were calling it like a contusion on his leg. Yeah. Like there was some questions as to whether he'd be available in this game even. Yeah, um, and during the week, I mean, after the game, Norvell said he limited his, his reps to maybe his hand, his fingers. and He could count how many reps he played on his fingers and toes, and he was being real cautious with them. But during the game, Gainwell looks pretty good to me. So, I mean, it's, it's just uh, he's becoming a revelation, or he is a revelation of this season. He's becoming a star before our eyes, and it makes you – like the fact that you've basically – not only are you, are you undefeated without Patrick Taylor, I, I hate to say this, you haven't really even missed him, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, he is a he he would bring a different type of running back to the table, a guy who you know a bigger back. But in the, it's not like there's ne- never been a moment in any of these last four games where I've gone, man, they could use Patrick Taylor, and yeah. I feel that, that's not to diminish Patrick Taylor. It's really a point to point out how good. Kenny Gainwell's been. I think so, and I think w- during that game, you saw maybe in the secondary, well, hey, they could use Chris Claybrooks with his speed and his coverage skills, but Patrick Taylor, and at the end, this isn't knocking him, it's more saying this offense has kept moving, and it speaks to how well they prepared these running backs, and also what we're used to seeing with speedy running backs now, doing in this offense. Now, I will say, you may need him over the next month, and so you, hope, sure. he, you yes. hope he gets healthy. Yes, um, yes. You <laughs> hope he, uh, you, you, like, when he originally got hurt, I had heard this Temple game was one that was kind of circled as maybe this is when he comes back, but he wasn't practicing at all last week. Did not at practice. Least from what you saw. From what we saw, he did not practice last Tuesday or Wednesday during open periods. Um, we'll see if he's you know doing anything this week because that would be the big indicator, but we saw Claybrooks at least get some individual, individual drills, and so we'll see today if Norvell actually gives us any hints besides he's improving and whatnot. Um. Yeah, it'll be it'll this is a fascinating week. This road game at Temple. I don't think it'll be some rowdy atmosphere. It's in an NFL stadium that I bet will be three quarters empty. Um but sometimes that's 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 a challenge in and of itself playing in a weird environment like that. Um they haven't played Temple in a long time. It's a new coach at Temple. Um Temple beat Maryland earlier this year when Maryland was ranked, although what Maryland's done since then suggests Maryland isn't quite that, you know, wasn't as good as it looked the first couple weeks of the season. Um, but a challenging game for, for uh, 
for Memphis? What do you what do you think they need to do differently in this game, Evan? Because um, I I just I feel it feels like if they if they bring the same sort of if they have the same sort of performance they did this past week, um, they won't beat Temple on the road. No, I think. What they, do they need to do differently? I honestly think that it, you know, besides what I was talking about Brady White a little bit, I think this is going to be a fun game for Mike Norvell because this could be one of the best defenses that he's faced in quite a while. Um, I think it's going to be pretty important to see how will they scheme against this defense that is ranked really high in several categories. They're 20th in total D, 10th in passing defense, 7th in yards per play allowed. They haven't, they've only allowed one team to score more than 17 points against them um, this year. So I'll be curious what Mike Norville does scheme-wise to try to get guys um, open. But I, one of the things I do love about this offense for Memphis is they've spread the ball around really well. So I think if they can spread it around, keep this Temple defense honest a little bit, that can give them an advantage because they don't have to just key on Gainwell or Coxy. And even Antonio Gibson, who's become another revelation this year, um, they have to account for a lot more people. So if Mike keeps that going, I like their chances. But again, this is going to be a really tough, this might be their most biggest road test maybe since that Houston game two years ago. I'm curious your your answer to this. So Memphis enters the, the AP poll this week. They're ranked in both polls. First time since 2017. Um this is we, this is a very general, broad, general question. Like how through five weeks, like how good is this Memphis team? I'm curious what you think, Jason. You want to take this first? I think they are. I think Memphis is above average. I don't. I don't. I don't think we can say yet that they are have. I mean, do they have the potential to be great? Yes. Um, but we can't say that yet. I mean, because I mean, not only, um, not only have they, you know, not uh, shown that, but they they're they're missing Patrick Taylor. They're missing uh, Chris Claybrooks. I mean, you know, who knows? Let's. Let, I I would reserve judgment. Um, you know, till till those guys get back, um, because you know, the, there's a very good chance there's a very good chance that when those guys do get back that this team could be great but i i think they're above average i struggled when we were uh come when i was trying to come up with my score prediction for this game um i i wanted to pick temple um but i didn't spoiler alert i didn't um but i think that's probably got more to do with temple than memphis i i don't know that temple is quite as Yes, they beat Maryland, but like you alluded to before, Mark, they, you know, Maryland is not. They also lost to Buffalo, right? By right. two scores, by like sixteen yeah, points 16 or something points, like that. Yeah. Um, and and you know, uh, they beat East Carolina this past week by ten. Yes, at home. At ho- yeah. So no, on the road. Excuse me. They've beaten they they beat Georgia Tech twenty four to two, a couple weeks ago. They beat East Carolina. They lost to Buffalo, beat Maryland, and um, started the year with a big win over Bucknell. So again, I, I think Memphis wins. It's a very similar, honestly, a very similar resume to Memphis. In yeah, that yeah. They had a nice close win over Maryland, just like right. Memphis had a nice close win over Ole Miss. Except, obviously, Memphis has not lost. But then they beat they they destroyed a bad power five team in Georgia Tech I'd say that's 
maybe equivalent to Memphis beating Navy the way they did. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be fascinating just looking at this. So to the question of how good is Memphis. So right now they are fourth in the AAC in total offense, fourth in total defense. This is Memphis. Third in scoring and second in scoring defense. Temple, meanwhile, is fifth in total offense. Uh, I believe second in total defense and um, first in scoring defense. So this is a game between the two, and this is even with Memphis giving up 50-some-odd points, or 33 points to uh, ULM, the two best defenses in terms of points allowed. Yeah, I I think defensively this will be fun to see how much Memphis can match it. I don't I don't I just don't think Temple can score as much to try to keep up with Memphis, but their defense will probably be their best offense. Is trying to limit what Memphis can do. So, to answer your question, though, how good is this team? What's well, funny, Temple's offense is actually top forty in the country in total offense. It's not a terrible offense in terms of yardage. Um, like I think we are, we're there's a misconception. They're forty third in total offense. Um, right behind, yeah, they're averaging 444 yards per game. They actually, and where and Memphis is 29th in total offense nationally. Yeah, I I, I, I feel like um, this will be a close game, fairly low scoring, relatively speaking. And I, again, I I think Memphis wins, but I think that's got. I say that because and because that has more to do with with Temple and less to do with Memphis. As you mentioned before, I feel like this win or lose, this is going to be the first time all year since Patrick Taylor's went down where we're going to look back and say, man, they really could have used Patrick Taylor. Well, and it just starts, I mean, we, we alluded to it. I mean, they go at Temple this week, then Tulane at home, then Tulsa on the road, and then SMU at home. Um, I think until And SMU, then Houston on the road. And then, you know, so it's, I mean, I guess Houston's not quite as good as we thought, but like these next four games are going to determine a lot. Now, I I would say what's interesting is I think a loss hurts Memphis in terms of obviously the ranking, the New Year's Six Bowl, you know, their, their hopes of that. It definitely hurts that. It hurts, honestly, frankly, with basketball season starting kind of their... Um, making sure they remain relevant in the market beyond the diehard Tiger football fan base. But it's not the end-all, be-all. If they, I mean, if they lose this game, they still have games against Tulane, SMU, like the teams they're competing with. Like, it doesn't... It doesn't... I mean, I guess it sort of diminishes their chances of winning the division, but it doesn't really... like. It's all right there for them, and it's not just going to be determined by what happens in this Temple game. Like, they could lose and still win the division. I'm still convinced the division winner in the AAC West is going to have certainly one loss and maybe two losses. Yeah, I think so. This this game, like I said, I don't think this game kills Memphis' chance of even, even winning the AAC because let's say they lose this game, they beat Tulane, they beat Tulsa and SMU. That's three wins in your division right there. So you're, what, four and one in the division if, if that works out? That's still pretty good. So It's not a division game, so it's not right. as quite as right. costly. Right. So I think if that works out, then they're in pretty good shape. So we'll see. But I, don't, I honestly feel like you still want to win this game for obvious reasons, but it's not the end of the world. 
To me, it feels like another game where Brady White's going to... He's going to have to do what he did in the second half against Navy. In all of these conference games, he needs to look something similar to that. Because these... De- like, this defense is going to make him beat them. Like, that's... that's you, right. you hate yeah. to say, like... You hate to say, like, uh, you know, every week where it's kind of the same thing. But, like, that's what it's going to be every week for this Memphis offense is... Is Brady White making plays to keep the defense honest? He was in the first. He, he basically played a good full game if you take the second half of Navy and the first half of ULM, and so he needs to. They, they could really use him connecting that in one full game. I agree, and I think that this game is going to be important because for some reason, if if Kenny Gainwell isn't, if he is fully 100% for this game, they're going to beat him up in this game. And so the question is, can you know Memphis keep him fresh and bounce it out? Because I have a feeling he's going to take a pounding. And all respect again, he's, he's tough, but that's a lot to put on somebody's uh, young body here. Well, it should be fun. First time in a while Memphis has uh, played at, in Philadelphia. Um, Evan and I will be there. Um, we'll make sure to eat cheesesteaks for everyone. With um, Wiz, right, Mark? With Wid Wiz. Wid Wiz. Yeah, Wid Wiz. They don't say the the H, the Th, I believe. Um, and then, yeah, you, you know self-respecting cheesesteak eater gets the real cheese they get with cheese whiz that's the philly way that face i'm just telling you that's how that's how you're supposed to order a philly cheesesteak i'll just play boys to men in the roots and call today and be like look i'm real philly because i'm playing two of the best music acts from (laughs) that area yeah you should that should be a good run this week with the boys to men and and the roots Uh, the philly music for my workout playlist will be really really good All right, well, me and Evan will be there chronicling the action uh, from Lincoln Financial Field, um, and we'll have plenty of coverage in the lead-up to the game this week on CommercialAppeal.com. Make sure you are checking it all out. Uh, Till next week, I was Mark. I was joined by Evan and Jason. Thank you so much, and enjoy your week. A new episode of the Tiger Football Podcast posts each Tuesday during the regular season. You can also subscribe to the show for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. The Tiger Football Podcast is a production of The Commercial Appeal.